everybody. Darren Pilcher here. Welcome to the Leadership Conversation. And we're going to have a lot of conversations. We're going to start with today, Adam Starling, the pastor of Victory Family Church, an explosively growing church in Norman, Oklahoma, with many campuses abroad. It's just a real privilege to have a conversation with you, Adam. Adam and Christy, let me just say this about these guys. I've loved these people for a very long time. And uh, I just want to know, Adam, hey, man, how's the family? And are you tired of hearing about COVID-19 yet? Uh, yes. Well, we'll talk family. Yeah, they're great. The family season has been really cool. I feel like as a pastor, I'm, I'm busier than I've ever been in, in many ways. But my kids are, are less busy than they've ever been which has been really cool uh, because it's given me opportunity. We eat family dinners together every night and uh, go on family walks. And so it's been, the family's been really, really good through this, but I'm certainly Are you tired cooking of, or is Christy cooking? Man, you don't need to ask that. You know the answer. <laughs> uh, I, I keep saying. I I'm bet like, it's good if she's cooking. Oh, uh, it's great. Yeah, she does a good job. So, uh, yeah, family's uh, good, but yeah, I'm certainly tired of hearing. Um about the, the the covid but it seems like the, the last few days or, or week it seems like the news is getting better and better so that's that's really really yeah. positive super encouraging so hey listen you know this is the new office attire probably you didn't really care about office attire anyway but what shoes are you wearing right now yeah so this is new office attire for me and old office attire so that didn't that did not shift a lot of things have shifted that did not uh man uh, i got my uh, I got my Brooks running shoes. I, I just turned 38. Okay. So man, I'm I'm just trying to figure out shoes that don't hurt my back anymore. So I got you. Is this offensive right here? No. The old, the old, the old Uggs house slipper. If you're wearing the Uggs house slipper, that's that's high society right there. <laughs> so dude, let's jump in. Ed Stetzer, you know, he talked about recently in one of his um, video posts that this first step in dealing with this COVID was to pause and pivot. So how did you pause and pivot? What did that mean for you coming in on this whole crazy season? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, it's, in a, yeah, it's difficult, I think, to pause in the midst of a, a panic, right? And so, and so I think, you know, it, it took us a few days um, and then, and then we just stepped back and, and, and did exactly that. And so for us, um, I think when we paused, we, we really just said our why is not going to change. Our core values do not change. Our mission statement changed. So, um, and it's the old, you know, everybody said this for, for centuries, probably, I don't know that you, you marry the message, not the method. And so, and so for mm -hmm. us, it's like, man, our why is not going to change at all. Um, yeah. but 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 let's um but let's let's change the methods dramatically and so and so for us the very first question that we had was uh what are the needs and how can we meet them and so mm -hmm. so there's three different components for us the first was obviously a spiritual component uh a, i think as we're speaking today i don't know when people see us as we're speaking this today 13 percent of americans have lost their jobs um yeah people are not i think it's i don't know it's the 20 something million it's crazy. Which is uh, so, the saddest news probably of all, or at least the top five parts that are just crazy right now for everybody. So, so, so you have people, so people in our church have lost their jobs. Um, mm -hmm. Lady in our church lost her husband to the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. 
And so here in our community, I think there's 300 cases and maybe around 30, 35 deaths so, so far. Um, but we still, so, so we started thinking, okay, what are some spiritual needs? Everybody's, everybody's fearful. Everybody's, everybody's nervous. They're, they're now, they're not isolated. And so, so we went from the spiritual component, we went just like an overload with, with content. And so like right now we do normal Sundays. Well, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but, um, Sundays aren't normal, but we do a Sunday worship experience, but then we're doing two or three worship nights uh, outside of that every week. And, and some of those things have been great. We, we did a, a family communion where, you know, moms and dads are leading their children in, in, in communion together, uh, really for the first time ever in their, in their homes. Um, so we've done worship, we've done Bible studies, we're doing, we're doing communion. And so really try to look at, and how can we help bring hope and, and peace and even a little bit of stability uh, into, into people's living rooms. And so, so, so that was one need that we, we immediately, uh, and we feel like, like every other pastor watching this, that's kind of, we hope is our wheelhouse. Um, but then we wanted to say, okay, the second component, what are the community needs? And so immediately we, um, we, 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 we did a big mailer and put on social media. If you need help shopping, let us shop for you. Uh, so just because wow. it's a weird thing when you're isolated, it's harder to meet people's needs. And so it's like, like we, yep. we know how to do that three months ago, but now it's like, it's so much more difficult. And so, and then we started uh, buying gift cards for um, people that have lost their jobs. So I think we did, I don't know, like $250 gift cards for families. No, 50, $200 gift cards for families that just need a Walmart gift cards to buy, to buy groceries. Uh, then we did a blood drive. We started buying, we found a supplier of masks, those KN95 masks. And so really we're just trying to figure out, okay, what are some wow. of the needs of the community that are outside of our normal realm of, of ministry and outreach? And then, so, yeah, and then, so let's just, let's just try to meet those needs and meet them as, as fast as, as humanly possible, which also really engaged our, our people in a continued purpose. Nobody's mm -hmm. interested in helping your church pay the bills. I mean, it would be cool if they, that they were, but, it really helped our people say, "Hey, we're involved in the current crisis, and we're helping in the current crisis." So, so another way, because right now nobody knows how to engage their volunteers, right? So, I mean, what what's an usher do right now? You you know, it, you know I mean, it's it's what's a parking lot attendant do? And so, and so yeah. that really will keep engaging our people to just to say, "I'm a part of something bigger." Huge. And then there was a there was a third component that we felt like is what are the everyday needs? And so it was real simple for us. We just looked up Google Analytics. What are people Googling? And so people mm -hmm. were Googling stuff like how to how to, make, how to make dinner for my family, how to do workouts at my house, um, how to make slime with my kids. And so we, we just said, these are some really simple everyday life needs. So we do a, a workout class. Um, wow. And it's uh, the guy that's a strength coach at OU. So I mean, he's got a lot of credibility, so that helps us. Um, he does that three days a week in the mornings. Uh, we do a cooking class once a week, and then we have our kids team just doing stuff almost every day right now, content every day that people can get on YouTube. That's just, some of it's just dumb, how to make how to make slime, how to make a craft, because parents, they're stuck at home with their kids, and so we're trying to figure out, I mean, how do we help them not just survive, but thrive in a really difficult process? So that's a really long answer, but that's kind of our three-step, like it. how we said, what are the needs, let's meet them, that's kind of our three components that we that we decided to meet needs. You know what I love about Victory Family Church is that middle word family because you guys embody that and everything you do from the way you set things up to the way you engage with people. 
And so when you talked about the why, you know, your purpose, it was so huge and, and navigating through this, that never changed. You intentionalized this whole, day, whole, whole idea of connecting with people and making sure they knew that you loved them. That's pretty big, isn't it? Yeah, man, it's huge. I think uh, something else we did is our staff. It's weird. We got, uh, I think, 56 on staff right now. 15 of them may, may have some, some skill set in either graphic design or video or worship or the creative side of it. But then there's another, you know, 35 or 40 that their job is drastically different. And so, mm -hmm. so, what, so, so what they're doing is um, they're calling. They're just, we, we called everybody in the church the first week. Now we're texting everybody. And, uh, wow. and so we are, we're still setting up meal trains, but that looks different. You know, somebody goes to the hospital. Now we, uh, we're postmating meals to people's houses instead of, instead of bringing them, but, um, but still trying to keep that, that family, that family vibe. And, and, and to be honest, even little things like after I preach, I still preach it live on a Sunday, um, a couple of times, but we, I think we're doing five or six now on Sunday, um, video, um, but after every one of them, I'm still in the lobby on my personal Facebook uh, doing oh, wow. it live. Just And I just call it, this is just lobby time. I usually shake your hand in the lobby. I miss that. Just jump on and, and I'll just, man, we'll just talk. And so I just say hi to everybody and we talk. And that's also been really successful. So, again, it's kind of like, man, what are the things that, that we feel like kind of are, are calling our bread and butter? And uh, let's, let's just figure out a unique and different way to do that. And, and so, yeah, that family part's been huge and, you know, it's been a, it's been a challenge trying to figure it out, but, um, you know, it's, it's gone okay so far. Well, you're doing it and, uh, you know, for everybody that's listening right now that may say, well, you know, how can I connect with everybody? This is, listen, folks, this is Victory Family Church is a church of thousands of people. And dude, for you guys to be so organized to call everybody, to be texting everybody, I mean, so this is something any church can do. And I think that that's a, a really big part of making the dots connect in just what you're sharing right now. Sure, and man, even even I, I mean, I, I want to be a, a leader and a team player. So even even I'm calling, I started, first week I called 50, now I'm texting you know, 25 people a week. And so, yeah, everybody's everybody's wow. doing their part. And, and maybe those that are watching this, that you're, maybe they're bivocational, um, you got a bunch of board volunteers that would love nothing more than to, <laughs> Uh, connect with people and so it doesn't yeah. have to be you, but somebody needs to be connecting with people for sure that's brilliant so because this whole idea of you guys going after your ministry and the family dynamic you know this is what i've loved watching on uh, your video ministry you, you guys you just do it in all different crazy ways Here, here's a question i've got for you how perfect do you feel like you have to be in this whole new video-based ministry style of doing it um so we did a pastor's game night last night it was filmed from three different living rooms on and, and videoed on zoom um i didn't know they were going to do this with three other pastors we have a pastor from nigeria he was dressed up in his nigerian garb we have a pastor from prague that was all like and he literally had a cowboy hat and i mean we have a guy from arkansas the plaid shirt with the sleeves cut up um I would say the the less perfect it is, the more real it is. And I think, and I don't, I'm gonna say some stuff in a little bit that may be a little bit offensive, but um, I think inauthentic pastors in this season will potentially lose their church on the other side of it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Boy, so, huge. 
I, yeah, so I don't know that now, now something that you did say, I think is important. People are going to get re really bored with the same thing. They're seeing the same stuff. And so what I would encourage somebody to do, all you need is an iPhone. Um, mm. iPhone cameras are fantastic, but, but all you need is an iPhone, but I would change up the setting. I would stand up sometimes, sit up down sometimes. I'd go kitchen sometimes, living room, but you can in Oklahoma, which I think most people watch this from Oklahoma, you can still go up to your church, but even, even though we can come, most people are at their house. And so even the mm -hmm. stuff we do at the church, it still has a very homey feel. And so we want right. to change a lot but but perfection is uh not the goal in any way authenticity and wow. help absolutely is oh dude so okay two questions as we kind of wrap this up and say whatever you want to as we conclude but i want you to share a cool story about something that's happened that's really made you change your perspective or helped you uh shift in in the way you're thinking about this whole season and man just whatever you want to say about the church moving forward because obviously we're going to have to be thinking differently on the other side of this. What's your hope for the church VFC? Yeah. What's your hope for the church at large? Talk to us, man. Sure. So, uh, so first I think, uh, cool stories. We've been averaging 48 salvations a Sunday prior to this, uh, in 2020, the first Sunday Which we did incredible. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Um, I'm very proud of that. But the first Sunday we did church on video, I think that was the thing because we're so like, so lost people driven. And that was the thing I was terrified. Like, well, nobody going to like, people aren't going to get saved by clicking a button. Um, they're not going to, because we tell people either click the button on, the, on our, on our, the church online platform is click a button, basically to virtually raise a hand. Or if you're on Facebook, you literally, I just say, can you just type out, I'm making this decision to follow Jesus. And so I'm like, anybody can do that. That first week we saw 58 people. So give their lives to Christ. Whoa. So just last month we've seen 250 people give their lives to Jesus. Oh, come uh, on, somebody. It's That's been awesome. crazy to, to see how God is not limited. And even though my faith was a little bit limited, God is not limited by buildings or our technology. And so, um, so that's been the coolest thing. The other thing that's been cool is awesome. we've actually seen people that have, have attended for the first time online. They went through a get to know class online two weeks ago, and now they're volunteering uh in our online worship experiences just just connecting with people uh wow. so it's been cool to to kind of see that see that problem and we've seen a lot of people that uh, are in our community that do not attend church that have started attending online and been very faithful and consistent so so that's, so that's been cool. i think so talk about the future of the church um and, and us even in general i think we'll do a lot more on-demand stuff uh, where people mm. I think some of the things that we're doing, whether it's the cooking or the kids slime or the Bible study discipleship, I think there'll be a lot more of those options uh, online where people can, they're at home. I, I want, I want the church and specifically in our community, our church to be a place that people say, I need a, I need a good online workout, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it at the house. I mean, instead of go buy one of those videos from one of the, whatever famous biggest loser people, and why not just watch it from, <laughs> in our church you know and know that i'm doing people if i want to teach my kids how to do it an art craft type of deal and i'm gonna find that church so i think our on demand will be much higher um i do think people will be less regular at church i think 20 years ago the stats would say the average church i mean i mean when when me and you grew up we went sunday morning sunday night wednesday night uh so i mean we're, we're going what is that 12 times a month the average oh, yeah. follows goes 1.8 times right now. I think that number is actually going to go down dramatically after this. Um, as far as in-person attendance, 
I think people are are saying, I don't need to come back early from the lake. Um, I don't need to come back. I don't. I don't need my my, my kid to miss a, a soccer game on on Sunday. I can just watch online. So, so I think some of the stuff that I think it's good and bad. I think we're going to be able to keep people connected that aren't live. Um, in, in a much online churches way. attendance is going to go up then. Tremendously, yeah. But I think yeah. our in-person yeah. worship experiences. So, so I hope our church grows out of this. Like, so I've told our staff I'd love to pick up 500 people out of this. Um, but I, but I think that our actual Sunday morning attendance might be the exact same, even though we've grown, because I think people will be less, less consistent. Um, but, but I also think this is going to be, I think this will be the great, and this is a total opinion, and I'm an idiot. I don't know anything. I'm just, this is, this is a guess. I think this is going to be a great reshuffling of the deck for churches. <laughs> I think yeah. if someone's thinking about leaving your church. This is now the great opportunity. There's never been an easier time to leave a church than it is right now. Like, wow. that that's how you leave a church right now. I just scroll to the next one. They're all, you, you get on Sunday morning. So, so I think right. we've got to be very, very careful as leaders uh, to make sure we're meeting people's needs. And we're like, our voice could be the loudest in the like world right now. And I think in your own community, the, the people that maybe, not the sold out, not your core people, but the kind of the friends people, the people that are, are they're, they just been there, dad went there, grandpa went there, they're just going there. Um, mm-hmm. If there's a voice in your community that's helping them through this crisis, that's giving them hope, that's giving them them resources, they're going to go to that church. Uh, and so and not just leave churches. I think there's going to be a lot of people that don't attend church that are looking for something. So, so my opinion is um, churches will be much greater or much worse on the other side of this. I just don't think a lot of churches are going to be the same. But dude, when you talk about authenticity, I mean, that's really the takeaway. I think uh, we're just going to be more real than we've ever been uh, because people have choices, but not only that people have real needs and uh, yeah, our connecting the dots with that is going to be what's going to be the biggest challenge, I think, and the greatest opportunity. For sure. This, and that's what this is. This is the great, and it, you know, I'm only I'm only 38. I mean, I've been doing ministry almost 20 years now, uh, but so I'm not I'm not old. I know some some guys in here can be twice as old as me, but in my lifetime at least, this is the greatest opportunity in the history of the church. This is not an obstacle for us. This is a massive opportunity to uh, to reach people in our our community and right now to be the voice because people need a voice, and they're not yeah. listening. Like, and, and we get to create the narrative uh, of our church right now. They're yeah, all people good. that may, for us, it's a, they're big, they're a big church. They must be soft. He must be an easy preacher. They must, this, they water down the, whatever. Those narratives aren't out yeah. there right now because nobody's talking to anybody. So they can get who we really are on, online. And so I, I do think this is the best opportunity for us to communicate who we are to our community via social media. And, and but again, we can't. You can't try to be somebody else. Just be you and be authentically you. And, and the guys that are trying to put on a show or even it's just not it's, it's not it's not it's not a work. Dude, this has been great. It's been incredibly encouraging. And when we think about the takeaways, man, just meeting people's needs, being real, being authentic and getting out there where the people are. You guys are doing that. So I just encourage everybody out there to check out Victory Family Church online, see what they're doing, be encouraged by how they're pivoting. And they have pivoted extremely well. 
Hey, this is uh, this is a great talk, Adam. I appreciate you being on, man. Hey, great conversation. So much. Thank you so much. Hey, lo love you and Christy and your beautiful family, man. Straight ahead with it. Hey, this is the Leadership Conversation. Thanks for joining. And together, let's grow, create, and invest.